Welcome to Tech Talk Digital Supply Chain Podcast, where we will help you eliminate the noise and focus on the information and inspiration that you need to transform your business, impact supply chain success, and enable you to replace risky inventory with valuable insights. Join your Tech Talk host, Corinne Bursa, the 2020 Supply Chain Pro to Know of the Year. With more than 25 years of supply chain and technology expertise and the scars to prove it, Corinne has the heart of a teacher and has helped nearly 1,000 customers transform their businesses and tell their success stories. Join the conversation, share your insights, and learn how to harness technology innovations to drive tangible business results. Buckle up, it's time for Tech Talk, powered by Supply Chain Now. Well, welcome back, Supply Chain Movers and Shakers. Corinne Bursa here, and I'm so glad that you are with us today for Tech Talk, the digital supply chain podcast. You know, I am always looking to cover the latest topics that are impacting business, professionals, and digital supply chain operations. And my goal is to help you replace risky inventory with valuable information. Now, a few weeks ago, a dear friend approached me and said, hey, can you net it out? Can you give me the basics on blockchain? Because I'm getting questions from my peers, other executives in the business, as well as people who work for me. And I need a baseline. Help me understand what blockchain is and how it's gonna impact supply chain performance. So there you have it. That's my inspiration for today is to give some basics some blockchain basics um, for those of you who are just getting started in this area and you want to start the conversations within your business or with your trading partners. So we are going to cover blockchain basics. And we're going to go through 10 questions, 10 things you need to know, because blockchain could have a transformative impact on your supply chain. And it's coming. It's coming quickly. And lucky for you, I have recruited an expert to help us dive into this topic today. And with me today is Mr. Kevin L. Jackson. And I gotta tell you, I am a little bit starstruck by today's guest. <laughs> uh, if I listed all of Kevin's accomplishments, we would never even get to the topic of blockchain. So let me give you just a few highlights for him. So Kevin L. Jackson is globally recognized as a thought leader on topics of digital transformation. And he's authored a couple of books. His most recent book, Click to Transform, was published just last year in 2020, Architecting Cloud Computing Solutions 2018, and Practical Cloud Security Across Industry View was in 2016. So think about that. He was at the forefront of cloud computing in 2016 and talking about important topics like security. So Kevin is also retired U.S. Navy. Kevin, thank you for your service. We do oh, thank you. It. A different life, as they say. <laughs> it was, but we appreciate the, the um, contributions you and your family made for our country. Now, Kevin is also the host of Digital Transformers, which is a podcast here on Supply Chain Now as well, and where I got to meet Kevin for the first time. So Kevin, thanks for joining us today. 
No, thank you for the opportunity to be on Tech Talk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love, love that it. name. I love yeah. that name. It's, it's exciting. So Kevin and I launched our podcast at the same time. So we're just about a year into this relationship with Supply Chain Now. And it has been just a, a lot of fun to look at his perspective of the industry and then my perspective of the industry and where we overlap and where we bring new ideas and new contributions to um, the conversation. And I think today we've got a ringer. So all of you supply chain movers and shakers, you know, grab a pad. You may want to write a few things down as we go through some of these blockchain basics. So I'm going to start, Kevin, with just a really yeah. basic description. Yeah. A blockchain. And then I'm going to ask you to kind of net it out for me, if you will. So sure. blockchain is really, you will hear frequently, peer-to-peer -peer distributed ledger technology to securely record transactions between two parties. And those transactions are stored in blocks, right? So the goal is to provide kind of a trusted, accountable, transparent environment that really removes some intermediaries that have facilitated transactions in the past. So there's an opportunity to reduce friction or to accelerate the flow of information between trading partners. So it's faster, it should be clearer, and we should have a really good auditable process uh, about you know, what that transaction and business relationship is. Is right. that accurate? You know, that is very accurate and very boring. <laughs> and that's very a different, so that is a different show. Supply chain is, boring. <laughs> is a, a different show. Yeah. So you're going to have to make this interesting for me. But okay, when you when you were talking about the definition, you used the word intermediary. Yeah. You said we're intermediaries who were historically necessary, right? When you hear intermediaries, you should really hear cost, <laughs> money. <you> yes. <laughs> the more intermediaries you have, the more money it costs. So if you can eliminate the intermediaries, you can save money. So while the definition seems bland, organizations really bear a tremendous cost to verify data mm -hmm. and verify transactions. Think about the people you hire for data entry and then the additional people you hire to verify that the data entry is correct. What about licensing? If you, if you have staff that you have to license and the license may expire, you need some another piece of your staff to verify that that license is uh, still valid. Mm -hmm. Memberships, they expire as well. How about requirements? Who had that requirement? Who set that requirement? Why are you doing these things? You typically hire somebody to verify that you've met the requirement. Transactions, what about the history of a transaction? How much did it cost before? who sold it before. All of these things are about hiring intermediaries to verify information and data. Blockchain can reduce that requirement and save you money. Also in enhanced 
the ability to verify. So all these and a myriad of other mission and business requirements can be addressed with blockchain. And I'm just talking between maybe two parties. As you have more parties involved in a transaction, the cost and the number of intermediaries that you need increase exponentially. But a single blockchain could support an unlimited number of parties. Does that make sense? So that makes sense. So you got me with cost, you got my attention. So I know <laughs> our audience is leaning in and listening on how they can reduce costs. I'm also going to reinforce that they can accelerate their business as well, right? So one of the big yeah. promises of digital transformation is that we're reducing that friction or that delay or those review cycles, and we're able to really accelerate the transaction or accelerate the business relationship around those activities. So cost and time, and time is money. So um, yeah, it because all comes those together. Intermediaries, every intermediary takes time to execute whatever they're doing. So yep. it reduces time also by eliminating intermediaries. Perfect. So when, when we're hearing blockchain frequently, um, you know, supply chain has been center stage for, mm -hmm. for these last um, almost two years now as, as we think through COVID and how companies, you know, grappled with decisions in their businesses um, blockchain is starting to be mentioned more and more in the daily news or yeah. in financial um, investment sectors. So when we think about blockchain, you know, it, it does come up in conversations around financial, Bitcoin, traceability, country of origin, food safety, even around brand equity and counterfeit goods, and then efficiency as well. So for today's conversation, we're going to focus in on the supply chain implications um, mm -hmm. of blockchain and the opportunities around blockchain. Fair enough? Yes. Great. Okay. Great. And I love that you said anything that requires data, data verification, right, is going to yeah. be a great way to get started. But it's also not just verifying data, but if you need any type of insight into a transaction history, it can benefit from blockchain. In simple terms, the blockchain will maintain ground truth and the history of that truth. So if an unrefutable record of past transactions will help your business in any way, blockchain could be a real valuable tool. But you also need to remember that it's only a tool, so it must be used properly. So... Talking really basics here, so stick mm -hmm. with me. So when we say blockchain is a shared ledger, right? what the heck does that mean? Does that mean I join a ledger or I join a block? <laughs> what, what exactly does that mean for my business? So if you're in business, you know what an Excel spreadsheet is, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Don't we all? So, yes. <laughs> so blockchain is like, a big digital Excel spreadsheet that records transactions between various parties, okay? Now, if you have an Excel spreadsheet, you, can, you could put the transactions and let everyone see it. And you can say, if you want to give me something or buy something from me, 
We can record it on this spreadsheet and everybody knows. And that's what Bitcoin is, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone, anyone can exchange this digital currency. You can buy from anyone and sell to anyone. This is an open blockchain, an open digital spreadsheet, right? And it doesn't require anyone's permission to join. That's referred to as a permissionless blockchain. But you could go the other way as well. So you can go to a permission blockchain where you only authorized people can see this digital Excel spreadsheet where the data owner needs to give explicit approval to anyone that requests access to this digital spreadsheet or to the blockchain. Now, the participants in a, in, a, in a blockchain ecosystem can negotiate any variation that they want based upon their business needs and requirements. So essentially that's what it is. Okay, so you actually covered a lot of topics in there that I, I will peel back probably with some of my other questions. But my next question was gonna be, are all blockchains the same? And you just said no, right? You, you, no, you just right. said they're not all the same. So is it possible that I would, can I use a blockchain to find new trading partners or to work with companies or people who I have not worked with in the past? Yes, absolutely. There is like trust your supplier, for instance, is a supplier information blockchain where potential suppliers put their financial information, their, the, the products that they have, the services they provide, who they've worked with in the past as data on a mm-hmm. blockchain. And then an independent third party would verify that that data is true and correct. So if you were looking for a new supplier you could go to the TYS blockchain, do a search on the product or service that you're looking for, and you would see a list of companies that provide that product or service. Now, with their permission, so this this is a permissioned blockchain, Mm -hmm. you would be able to see the history of who they've sold what to. Now, blockchains can be built on different technologies, like Hyperledger or Ethereum, but the approach is still the same. Similarly, you have different companies that offer blockchains to do different things. Like you can have a Microsoft technology being used in a blockchain or Oracle or the IBM cloud could have its own and it does has its own blockchain. But like you have a Microsoft cloud and an Oracle cloud and an IBM cloud, where each cloud has its own purpose and business model, each blockchain has its own purpose and business models. So companies will consume services from multiple clouds, so they will consume multiple blockchains as well. Okay, so my company may need to be a member of multiple blockchains, right? Yes, right. So who, when we think of supply chain roles, 
who is a typical participant in those blockchains? Is this a supply chain planner, somebody in a sourcing role, or am I thinking you know, that it's more something that the accounting department is gonna do as far as verifying transactions? Well, I would say all of the above, mm-hmm. right? Because they may be separate business processes, but the data that supports that process is the same. And like I said before, you a blockchain provides ground truth. So you want all of those processes using the same ground truth, or you'll have internal inconsistencies. And that's never good, right? No, no. <laughs> we know that never happens in, in small companies, medium companies, or large companies. Never happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is businesses never operate, or they never operated, ever operated alone. But more and more businesses have integrated processes that go across multiple organizations or across your own business ecosystem. So you may be a supplier in one case, but every supplier also buys Mm -hmm. from someone else. So you're a a consumer, a customer, and a supplier as well. And you operate in different business ecosystems in different positions of the value chain. So, and the data that you need to have access to has different value depending Mm -hmm. upon your position in that value chain. Okay, okay, I think I'm with you. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like, you know, I was gonna ask, does every, every supply chain need a blockchain? And it sounds like the answer is yes, that there's opportunity there for many roles to participate or many business functions to participate in blockchain areas or transactions or verification. Is that that accurate? Yeah, so so when I said the definition of blockchain is kind of bland and boring, well- You called it boring, you called it boring. It is is just, just records transactions, okay? That's all it does, but it's digital, it's cryptographically protected and it can't be erased without anyone's knowledge, but it's simply record keeping. And in supply chain, you can, you need a record. You need to record the exchange of goods. You need a record of transaction among the group of traders. So every supply chain needs to keep records. The question is, Do you want to keep your record using pencil and paper, or do you want to use a cryptographically protected digital and immutable process? It's your choice. (laughs) Wow, the way you put that, it seems like the choice is clear, but um, (laughs) let me ask the next question. So blockchain, if, if blockchain can bring disparate parties together, new trading partners together for a better collaboration, better you know, confidence that they're working with a trusted partner, a trusted business. Is blockchain a database? Because a database may limit my ability to see maybe the life cycle of that relationship over time. You got it. You're starting to learn what blockchain is, right? Because a database records a current state. 
once that current state is locked in, all previous states are erased, right? A blockchain records the current state, but it also keeps a record of all previous states, that history. That's the key difference. Yeah, that's really important there. I think when I can see the full um, life cycle, if you will, right. of a relationship or a transaction for my business and be able to, to chain that together, yeah. to chain a little bit there. <laughs> so how about another area I get a lot of questions in is does blockchain allow me to gain visibility or to reach back further into my supply chain network. So let me clarify. A lot sure. of companies from a planning perspective have, have reasonable visibility of their tier one suppliers. Some can go into tier two suppliers, so businesses mm -hmm. that supply their suppliers. Does blockchain help me with that? You know, for example, one, one use case that I know right. there's been some, some good tangible benefit around has been in the apparel industry. Uh, and with the ability to track or trace the country of origin for cotton, for example, mm -hmm. um, the normal apparel producer might not see who actually produced the cotton in the past, or maybe it was done in a semi-manual way through intermediaries. But does that open up my visibility? Does that help me to... Um, to have better control over my supply chain? So blockchain is a tool, right? You have to decide if you want to use the tool or not. So it's really a question of organizational governance. So you say the normal organization will only look maybe to their tier one mm -hmm. partner. Now, why do they make that decision? Well, because they need to hire intermediaries to verify what their tier one partner is doing. And that's cost, all right? They may want to look at tier two, but then mm -hmm. they have to hire more intermediaries, more cost, more time to do that. So from a governance point of view, they say, you know, what is the value of spending additional money to get gain that visibility. So it's a, it's a you know, a, a cost benefit analysis. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. now, if the cost of verifying what's happening with your tier two provider goes down, well, maybe that changes the cost benefit analysis. And that may change your organizational governance decision. IBM Food Trust, for example, has established end-to-end -end visibility to the complete food supply chain for its mm. members. A similar blockchain can, has been created for the pharmaceutical industry. Now, individual companies and organizations, however, need to establish a requirement to join these types of ecosystems. They have to make their own cost-benefit analysis that the value of having visibility into that data and information beyond tier one, two, and three, and so forth is valuable. Uh, then they create that as part of their own organizational 
governance. It definitely can be done, but senior executives need to make it happen. And it's a business decision. Okay, it, but, but I think that that's important, right? Because we established that blockchain can help reduce costs. It can accelerate um, visibility or decision-making or transactions in your business. So it can, it can eliminate waste as far as that wait time or that review time that might be in your traditional business process as well. Right. Um, but, but tell me this, Kevin. So is blockchain proven or are we still pursuing a proof of concept format? Um, you've given us just a couple of examples. Let's, let's kind of visit some of those because I think pharma is a great example. Yeah. Um, the food sector, again, traceability becomes really important there as well. Um, walk us through if this is still stuff that is, you know, being proven in the marketplace or if there are real value assignments that have been made around the capabilities. So in the finance industry, they're ahead in uh, many other industries. Yeah. All right. And just to give you an example of what's being done today, Boston-based Circle oversees more than $2 billion a month in cryptocurrency investment and exchanges between friends. All right. Between friends. <laughs> that, between for, friends that, with deep pocketbooks. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had those friends, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I would say that that's a lot of risk, right? But these people within this ecosystem trust blockchain to the amount of $2 billion a month. Burst IQ, it leverages big data blockchain contracts to help patients and doctors transfer sensitive medical information. All of these are not proof of concepts. These mm -hmm. are real businesses making money every day. Media chain uses smart contracts to get musicians the money that they deserve because there's a decentralized, transparent contract between the artists and the distributors to actually um, monitor the royalties associated with the sales. So, so, so now that's interesting, Kevin, because that yeah. is more than just the buyer seller. It is the contractual uh -huh. terms around the delivery of that service or the rights of ownership um, to that intellectual property. So that's really interesting as we think about blockchain in a more comprehensive manner. Yeah, Propi, it's a global real estate marketplace that decentralized title registry. There's a company called Filament that creates software and microchip devices, and it helps connect devices that operate on the blockchain. So, I mean, there's huge value in multiple industry verticals, and it's been proven by multiple companies. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that, those are some great examples. I, I think that gives us several different industries. Mm -hmm. I would agree that the financial sector is one of the first that come to mind, especially around Bitcoin or even transactions or, you know, accelerating letters right. of credit or any, any of those aspects. 
But the other area that I'm hearing blockchain mentioned in more and more frequently is around environmental and social governance, so ESG initiatives. This is mostly, Kevin, around things like country of origin, conflict minerals, things along those lines. Is there value from a blockchain ledger, from a registry process, in this area of environmental and social and business governance, or are companies just kind of greenwashing and looking for another way to say, look, we're investing in being more responsible from a global basis? (laughs) So earlier we talked about the value of blockchain in that it establishes ground truth. And when when you're thinking about any ESG initiative, that's what they're doing. They're trying to verify, identify ground truth and prove it to their constituents and their stakeholders. All right. So blockchain absolutely can provide that that ground truth. That's what it's designed to do. It keeps records. So tracking blood diamonds, you can look Mm -hmm. at the transactions to see who bought what from whom. That's a, that's a value. But on the other hand, there's a huge amount of controversy around the amount of energy that's used to operate these blockchains, okay? Because some of the current consensus mechanisms, in order to, in order to uh, prove ground truth, there are different processes and algorithms that have to be run. And these are run on computers. And in order for the answer to be timely, it could take a lot of computers and, uh, and these computers run in data centers that use electricity that contribute to pollution. <laughs> so in some cases, the carbon footprint of the data centers needed to support the consensus mechanisms is exorbitant. So yeah. the, the, what you pay in climate change drastically or dramatically outweighs what you lose in blood diamonds, for instance. But there are greener options for consensus uh, in place. And, and research is being done on many other methods that is bear, bearing fruit to reduce the the amount of energy that's used. So the bottom line is don't avoid using blockchain. It's very valuable. It can provide that ground truth. Just pick the greener options, Mm -hmm. the greener technologies of executing the blockchain uh, in, in in your business. Okay. That, that is some, that's some really valuable insight there, I think, as, as companies look at weaving in some of these methods, if you will, the blockchain mm-hmm. methods in order to um, support initiatives, let's make sure that they're not counter, counterproductive in the process. So if, so if we are, well, let me rephrase that. Are we <laughs> still in an early adopter arena here, Kevin? Or can I go out and subscribe 
to a commercial blockchain platform to do XYZ. So you mentioned initiatives in specific industries, for example, Um, or do I have to roll my own? Do I have to grow it myself or, or develop a blockchain myself? Uh, the answer to that is both, right? Oh. Are we in uh, early adopter? Definitely yes, okay? Um, because a minority of industries actually leverage blockchain for its value. But the value is there and the value is proven. Do you have to create it and roll your own? No. There are many, many big companies that provide blockchain technology options and services, IBM, Microsoft, Accenture, and and such, all right? But it requires you to understand your business case and how you want to use it and the value of truth in your business. Okay, so... I recommend truth in my business at all times. Um, so highly valued, highly valued. But speaking of truth, let's talk yeah. about some electronic notification, if you will. So mm-hmm. does blockchain, is there a connection in blockchain with technologies like RFID, where I can identify yeah. where my assets are or how they're moving, or with the broader internet of things, when I think of IoT signals that might indicate a need for repair or replacement or replenishment in my, um, you know, in, in, in my business or in the customers that I serve. Absolutely. So, so once again, blockchain keeps records, right? It keeps the history of those records. Those records could be of data from sensors like RFID, or from IoT devices, right? Or like your car isn't part of the internet of things. Where your car is every minute of the day could be recorded on the blockchain. So any sensor can provide data to a blockchain. I may not want that to happen, but but it's possible. It's a little little scary. But I can see we're collecting that information, right? Where we're constantly being asked if we want to opt in, if we want to share our data, if we want to share user data, then, you know, on your internet browser to help make it better in the long run or yeah. on your fitness monitor or your bed, right? Your sleep number, your yeah, quality your of sleep. sleep I mean, there are no boundaries to the data. Looking at that history. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is being collected. So. But you may um, not be able to lie about your weight now. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, I don't like that. You hit a girl right where it counts. Come on. All right. So is it, if blockchain is not just hype, right? If it is reality and there are some good business, business cases, business use cases around blockchain, does it belong in my digital transformation priority list? Coming to you, you know, you are Mr. Digital Transformation, right? (laughs) Digital Transformers podcast. Does blockchain belong in that list of activities and priorities? And if so, is this a top five item or is it a top 20 item? Unequivocally, yes. Mm. And I would put it in the top five. It isn't hype. It can be used to digitize your business process. It can improve data exchange. It can accelerate your business ecosystem. It can reduce the cost of delivering a product or service. 
it can accelerate your ability to deliver a product or service. It can expand your business. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like music to my ears. I, I heard reduce cost, <laughs> accelerate, and grow or expand my business. So there are great use cases around all three of those levers um, for your business and within your supply chain operations. So all of you supply chain movers and shakers out there, I want you to start thinking about this. And Kevin L. Jackson, host of Digital Transformers, just said that blockchain belongs in your top five on your digital transformation list. So Absolutely. let's start working it in there. If it's something that's just been kind of off to the side or a skunk works initiative, let's get that moved into your priorities for your business as you think about those first few ways to apply blockchain technology to do all of those good finger licking things like reduce cost, accelerate information and give me an opportunity to grow my business more efficiently. So Kevin, bonus question for you. From a supply yeah. chain perspective, mm -hmm. what industries are leading the way with blockchain? So I would say logistics, absolutely logistics in, in, in the supply chain because they are using RFID to collect data and they're collecting that data across multi-mode transportation. So you can know what is where, when. So you can actually keep the history of your toilet paper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I may not want the full history of my toilet paper, but uh, I get where you're going with that. So let me ask this question. You did give a couple of good examples, too, that I think are very pertinent in mm -hmm. pharmaceutical and life sciences. So just some yes. of the examples um, that you shared, especially where regulatory concerns come into play for those goods or services, those products being brought to market. And that then you mentioned, truth, right? yeah, yeah, you <laughs> mentioned, you know, visibility and traceability in the food supply chain as well. So yes. I do think that that's one industry that we, we are seeing lean into blockchain a little more than some others. Yeah, and, and once again, it's around logistics, right? Where did that food come from? Mm -hmm. Who created that food? You know, was it kept in the proper temperature and humidity while it was transported from its origin to my table? Yeah, yeah, and again, right there, temperature control. That's another great example of how IoT can come into play to enrich that data as well, because I can mm -hmm. keep and track that information in the progression of that food coming to market to, to verify that it's been kept in the appropriate conditions all the way through to consumption, if you will. Yes. So Kevin, this has been really great for me. Thank you for kind of boiling uh, it thank down. Thank you for having me uh, on the show. And it, uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, cover blockchain for your audience. Yeah, yeah, blockchain basics. Kevin can go <laughs> a lot deeper. So all of you supply chain movers and shakers out there, I want to recommend that you check out Digital Transformers because Kevin really is a, a very influential authority in this area and he can help you just layer on more thoughts, dig a little deeper beyond these blockchain basics that we've been able to cover today. So Kevin, let me ask you. Thank you. 
Final piece of advice. What one thing do you want our audience to walk away with from today's discussion of blockchain basics? So I would say keep an open mind, right? The possibilities are endless. We're in, we live in a world where if you can think of it, you can achieve it. And that's the truth with business. So learn about blockchain. You already know about your business. So apply the value of blockchain to your business and everyone benefits. Excellent. Well, Kevin L. Jackson, thank you for bringing such clarity to our topic of blockchain basics today, especially on how it applies to the supply chain. It's been a big help. It's helped me. And, and we've covered lots of different things, governance, process improvements, cultural boundaries, and the application of technology to help facilitate all of these items in a digital transformation. And you heard it here, supply chain movers and shakers, this belongs on your digital transformation list. Right. Let's work it into your strategy. Let's expand your education and dive into many of the great resources that are available on the topic and check out Kevin L. Jackson, our guest today, um, <laughs> who is much. in fact, host of Digital Transformers. And uh, if you go to Supply Chain Now, you can subscribe there. And while you're there, do me a favor, subscribe to Tech Talk as well. That's T-E-K-T-O-K. I don't want you to miss a single episode. And our goal here is to help you eliminate the noise and focus in on the information and inspiration you need to transform your business and replace that risky inventory with valuable insights. We'll see you next time here on Tech Talk, powered by Supply Chain Now.